Hi there, and welcome to Healthish. I'm your host, Ali Izzo, and I'm also the digital editor at Body and Soul. So to celebrate the year that was 2020, we're giving our top five most listened to Healthish episodes another run and rounding out our top five list is this energetic chat that I thoroughly enjoyed having with the one and only Dr. Libby Weaver. Enjoy. break this cycle then like what is the one thing that we can do or what is the the, the main um i suppose learning you think that most women should look at and and take a deeper dive into into their hormone health to try and stop this cycle um recurring it's what i've called our forward words so i and i use that coin as uh, it's as if some people have words written across their forehead and they're the traits that they need other people to see in them. So this, I have found, really helps women to start to stop producing as many hormones, stress hormones in the first place, mm. so to really start to break that stress cycle, which communicates safety to our body, which allows us to use our body fat more efficiently as a fuel. So a really good uh, process to go through is to take pen and paper and ask yourself, how do I need other people to see me? And quite often the answers come out as kind, thoughtful, intelligent, creative, hilarious, perfect, the biggest ray of sunshine that ever walked into a room. And then the next, it doesn't matter what the answers are, you just need to know yours. And then the next time you're stressed, pause and consider, am I perceiving someone is seeing me in the opposite way to one of my forward words? Because most of the time the answer will be yes. Because we can't bear to be seen in a disapproving way. We, it is hardwired into us when we're born that love is essential for our survival and we don't understand until we start to actually examine this and look at this, we don't realise that that runs our life until we actually explore it. So diving in and, and having a look at these, what I've come to call forward words, can be a really great first step to seeing that sometimes it's the fear of the disapproval of someone uh, that is, is at the heart of a stressful experience for us. That's a really interesting point you make that the the crux of our stress or the cause of our stress is an internal um, problem with our own perception, not not an external um, factor. That's fascinating. So I really tried to die. I'm someone who wants to get to the heart of absolutely everything. So rather, I think for a lot of people these days, they think that stress is just part of their life and it's how it's always going to be. And we feel like that when we think it's something outside of us, when we think it's because of that person or that situation or that colleague, and then you think, well, there's nothing I can do about them because it's just how they are. And please don't get me wrong, I'm not denying for a second that there's not real and genuine stress for people in the world and in their lives, and particularly at the moment, that there is very real and genuine stress. But there's also a huge amount of stress we create for ourselves because of how we think. And that's the part we can change. That's the part I'm interested in. So when we see those things outside of us and we blame that for our stress, what we've lost sight of is that it's actually our response to those things that determines if it's stressful or not. As an example, you know what it's like when you walk past the kitchen sink and you see a pile of dirty dishes? Sometimes you walk past that and go, hmm, yeah, I better get to that. Other times you walk past that and you see the dirty dishes and you think, my entire life's falling apart. I just can't do it. But the dishes are the same. Yeah. The thing out of us is the same. Our response is can be really different though. And so when we start to 
drill down into how we think, we start to learn that there are actually two this is probably a bit too much, Ali, but no, go, go on. I'm just nodding furiously here. There are two thought systems and uh, I wrote a book last year called The Invisible Load where I talk about it and so there's, I've just called it old brain and new brain and our old brain is works at warp speed but it's unconscious so we don't actually know that we've made a decision about something and then we have a new brain that developed later in human evolution that has the ability to reason, that has the ability to see logic but at the moment for humans in our evolution, it's optional. So we don't always bring it in and <laughs> utilize it. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're in the supermarket and Mrs. Smith's walking towards you. You know Mrs. Smith, normally you'd have a bit of a chat. And on this particular day, she puts her head down and marches past you. In that moment, your old brain usually does some version of, oh, I've let Mrs. Smith down. Mrs. Smith doesn't like me. Our kids are at school together. They probably had a fight. She thinks I'm the world's worst parent. Some version of, Mrs. Smith is disapproving of me, mm-hmm. but you don't stand there in the supermarket and consciously think it. It's just autopilot. Yeah. All you now know is that when you get home from the supermarket, you want to smash an entire packet of biscuits, you want to drink an entire bottle of wine, whereas an hour ago you would have been happy with two biscuits and one glass of wine. So it's but because we're not conscious that our old brain has run that pattern, we don't bring new brain in and go, hmm, I wonder what's going on for Mrs. Smith. She Maybe she hadn't had a shower that day. Maybe she had a really big pimple on her face. <laughs> maybe Mrs. Smith's got a huge amount on her mind and she really didn't feel like conversing that day. Maybe I could bake Mrs. Smith a cake, uh, you know, a delicious chocolate beetroot mud cake, something nutritious, and take <laughs> it around her and check in on Mrs. Smith and see how she is mm. because what we do is we run these patterns that we've created over our life about what something means. So Mrs. Smith not talking to us must mean that there's something wrong with us. Mm. So, so much of, so much of our stress comes from how we think. And so much of our stress comes from our perception that we're being disapproved of, even though we can't see that on the surface, even yeah. though that it's not in our in our conscious mind. Yeah, and the the fact that the that that perceived stress is, as you said, it, it's it, your body feels it's as real as if there was you know a, a car hurtling towards you, or you were in a war zone, or you were in a famine, etc. Which then has a knock on effect on the way that our body responds with our hormone levels, which then has very physical 100%. effects on the way that we feel. So hundred percent. Because the ultimate control switch is the hypothalamus, a region in the brain that is forever asking, am I safe? It's looking into your blood at all the levels of everything. It's looking into your environment. Is there food available? What's the temperature? Is there water? And the hypothalamus then says, when it asks, am I safe? If the answer is no, because you've got bucket loads of adrenaline in your blood because you've had loads of caffeine or you're worrying about what your neighbor thinks of you, then when the hypothalamus says, am I safe? It says to the pituitary gland, we're not safe, go to town. So the pituitary then talks to the ovaries, to the adrenals, to the thyroid. It then communicates information to all the other endocrine glands that make your hormones and they respond as if your life is in danger. And that's the essence of rushing woman syndrome. It's as if we are, our body is getting the message 24 seven that our life is in danger. So everything responds as if from, from that place. Mm. And that in the long term damages our health. It messes with our hormones. It can mess with our body fat. 
it's at the heart of so many health challenges for women these days. That is so fascinating. Well, we have gone well over, so I'm turning this into a two-part episode now, and I appreciate that because that's just uh, fascinating. But as I said, there's a lot to chat about, so I'd love to get you back on. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure, Ellie. It was a joy. Thank you. If you like the app, please be a pal and take a moment to screenshot you listening and then share it to Instagram, tagging at bodyandsoul underscore au. We'll be sure to regram you. Until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.